Welcome to Love is Blind, the unofficial podcast for season six, where we deep dive into the romantic roller coaster that is Netflix's hit reality show. In episodes four through six, emotions run high as our couples navigate the challenges of building connections without ever seeing each other. From heartwarming moments to shocking revelations, join us as we break down the drama, the love, and everything in between. I'm your host, Laura, joined by my co-host, Amber. Let's get right into it. So... Ah. I wanted to kick off this episode by saying that I don't know if I've ever been more excited to watch an episode of Love is Blind. Going into episode four, I was really hoping that it wouldn't disappoint. It absolutely did not. It did not. I mean, this is just major insight into the human condition as a whole, but they brought the drama with this block that we just watched in a way where I was reeling i was reeling after some of these episodes in a way that i haven't felt in a long time watching this show yes i mean from the start to the finish it was wild yeah this it's so chaotic so chaotic there's so much happening and then i mean obviously where we leave off in episode six is just I was so mad that the next block of episodes weren't ready. I was like, you can't, you yep. can't leave me hanging here. Yeah. So like where we start episode four, we have Jeremy and Sarah Ann and this conversation that they had that started, that seemingly kind of started with her asking about having like conversations during sex. And he responds with, if you're chatting during sex, you're not occupied well enough. And she was just like, you don't do that. And I don't know about you, but I was like, no, no, I don't. This seems like a foreign concept to me as well. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I, it's good to be honest. I guess, but I don't know if I would have brought that up. I, I guess, you know what? Maybe this was an attempt on her behalf to be a little bit racy, you know, like approach a topic, bring up the topic of sex in a way where it doesn't feel as direct, maybe. Maybe, but I, I don't think it, I don't think it panned out that way. Oh, no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. You know what the best part of the conversation was for me was where she was talking about like being crazy and then you realize at some point she's talking about like jealousy it's like oh okay crazy jealous that's that's a vibe not a good look not a good look i do have a question for you jeremy's response to sarah ann like pouring her heart out to him hit me kind of weirdly and i think in that moment i was like they've spent a lot of time focusing on sarah ann and jeremy and it does not seem like he's reciprocating these to her. No, no. And I think that's another thing that I picked up on about Jeremy in general with this block of episodes. A lot of the things he talks about in this block, it's very surface level conversation. Yeah. Where it doesn't feel like he's a very deep and insightful person. He's just kind of like goofing off a lot. Which, you know, like, we don't know what they cut out, what they edit, what they give us to see. Right. But a lot of these men, Jeremy included, aren't having this real, like, deepness to them. And it's disappointing. And yeah. as much as these women are really, you know, some of them I like a little bit more than others, 
but they are putting themselves out there and talking about things that feel really important to them. And a lot of the guys are just kind of like crickets, you know? Agreed. Like these men need a vocabulary. Absolutely. Did you, I, I don't know about you, but from what I saw between this interaction, she seemed to kind of take this in stride. Like Agreed. she took his response in stride in a way that I don't think I would. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. Yeah. And then, you know, we go immediately back to, like, the living quarters, and we have another example of a cast member being competitive, which is, you know, Sarah Ann. And at this point, I mean, they've all kind of made a show of doing this, so let's just roll with it. And it did seem like Mm -hmm. she kind of got into Laura's head right before Laura's date. Yeah, I think so. But the way that their conversations go so often... Like, it feels very, like, nicey-nicey on, like, outwardly. But then you have to remember that these are all women from the South. So, like, there can be that very cutting way to, like, picket someone behind a facade of politeness. My favorite uh, Southern insult is God bless. Oh, and we got, and we got that. We definitely got that. episode five. <laughs> Which I can't wait to talk about. (laughs) Right. Me either. So like, you know, we go from Jeremy and Sarah Ann immediately over into Laura and Jeremy. And Laura, you know, really also pours her heart out to him. And my biggest takeaway here was Jeremy had a very different response to Laura. Mm -hmm. It was like night and day from his response to Sarah Ann you know, being vulnerable and sharing how she feels. And it just, it made me think like, okay, I wish they had shown us more of Jeremy and Laura leading up to this point. Yeah, cleverly edited situations happening left and right. How did you feel about Clay and AD, about the scene where they getting... So, first off, disappointment. Because I, I'm i a big fan of AD. Clay just rubs me the wrong way. And this is just... I, in my notes, I wrote 80s outfit. Okay, yeah. I have to talk about this. 80s outfit for the reveal is a 10. Yes. She picks her wardrobe. Like, the colors that she picks for herself to wear are so naturally, like, complimenting her in such a awesome way where I'm like she knows what she looks good in I love to see that but there was a twist that I was not expecting and this is going to be I'm going to call it the sweet baby clay segment because he keeps saying I'm a baby you know I'm going to be the baby and I got the most like (laughs) disgusted like aftertaste with this whole like information drop because then it hit me in our earliest episode we had talked about AD having this very like natural nurturing side to her and now he's coming in with like I'm the baby talk I just want to be the baby and he's like resting his head in her cleavage and I'm like oh no he wants a mother. It it does. Like he Yeah. He wants a mother. <laughs> that that's definitely how it came out. Um I was actually talking about when they got in like Oh, 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 oh. He had that whole fucking monologue for her and the Bible. 
I'll just be flat out and say their whole, like the actual engagement in the pods. Yeah. I, I think I mentally just blocked it out because I was so disappointed that it was happening. Like, I was just like, no, no, damn it. So like leading up to the moment of where he starts proposing, all I kept thinking is, wow, this is such a 180 from what we've been seeing between. Like, it seems mm -hmm. like they've worked through all these issues and he's like pumped to propose to her. And then we get to the proposal and the man lists an endless amount of reasons of why he is so shocked that he is ready to propose. He's like, it's like he took us on a whole journey of how this is so shocking for himself. But while he's doing that, it really hits weird for me that his entire proposal speech to AD was centered around him. He didn't talk about anything about her outside of like sweet baby clay yes, with the ego sweet baby clay just talking about what ad does for him he didn't really say anything that was specifically localized to just her like things that he admires about her everything that he seems to admire are things that she does for him and like he his whole like i'm choosing you against all odds thing it feels insincere it it really feels like baby clay wants a mother and he wants a therapist. like And a baddie. And a baddie. Yeah. But that's why she's here. How many times has she said, I am here because I'm tired of relying on looks and the physical. Yeah. Like, she's gorgeous. That's, you know, that's not, that's not a mystery here. Right. She's beautiful. But I could understand how in her day-to-day -day dating life, She's attracting these dudes that are just focusing on the physical. So, like, here we go. She's in the pods and Clay is, like you said, talking about himself. It's, I don't know. She just, she needs a win and Clay ain't it. I agreed. I, yeah. And, you know, again, I think Clay just, he has some work to do that's going to take more than just a couple weeks to do it in. Yeah. And nobody's, like, getting on him about that, but... I don't think that him and AD are necessarily in the same places. And I could Mentally, see, yeah, yeah, I could see that becoming a big issue specifically for her down the road. Right. Because she's going to end up having to mother him. Right. Taking him through the steps of like helping himself, which that's not fair. No, no, it's not fair. Like, I don't actually have a lot to say about Ken and Brittany's reveal. It was super cute, but... The only thing that caught my attention was when, during the Brittany and Kenneth reveal, she said he identifies as a black male. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I mean, yeah, I... That, oh, I, I wish that she would have, like, practiced that ahead of time. Because I don't think she meant it in, like, a negative the connotation. Way that it sounds. Yeah. But it came across, it, it was a weird thing to say. Yeah. But, I mean, putting that aside, overall, like, I loved to see them seeing each other. And they seemed happy and nervous and supportive it was a good 
It was a nice, reveal. like, heartwarming, wholesome reveal. I think my favorite part yeah. of the reveal was where they were talking to her and she said, our kiss will be very respectful. <laughs> yes, she did say that. And I love that for them. So, like, yeah. now we're at the point where in the episode we're seeing, like, these final engaged in the pods. Like, there's not a ton of people left in the living quarters and it's gift time. Yes. So now we're getting into the real line dance, you know, yes. love tanglements. So first up, we have Chelsea and Trevor, and she gives him the most adorable gift. That those yeah. like that little bracelet set, those were adorable. And while Tre Trevor's gifts gifts were also super sentimental, and I love that. I I think the the pet collar could have been skipped over personally <laughs> i had seen i i had wrote the same thing in my notes i was like a rock and a collar what is going on and then i saw that he had posted somewhere on i think it was instagram saying that like the production told them to bring like items that mean something to them personally not as a gift but like like an icebreaker okay i think so like they had edited it to appear that he had given her the gift of a dog collar, which I'm like, Netflix, that is shady. It's, it's that is shady. shady. I mean, but I think we talked about on our last episode for this season that, like, we're pretty well aware that there is some pointedly specific editing going on. Right. But they seem right. to be taking it to, like, a new level of discretionary editing this season. Yeah. Personally, I like Chelsea and Trevor together. They both seem very sentimental. You know, it would be nice for them to have a partner that could reciprocate that to them. Because it would wear you out over time if you're a sentimental person being with a non-sentimental Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And Trevor has this... Look, I'm going to say it again. I think he's my favorite male cast member this season i hope that we get to spend more time with him later down Look, the road girl, <laughs> i feel like i shouldn't say it right now but i have like a personal like christmas list that i want out of this season i'm not saying it's gonna happen <laughs> but i have big hopes for jimmy getting shit on down the road oh same same okay one thing i do want to say about chelsea and trevor's like meet up here is he says I love you again and she does not say it back again. Yep. That doesn't seem like it's going in Trevor's favor. And Chelsea, she just, oh, I feel bad saying this, but like watching her cry and cry and cry and cry was a lot. Like there was a lot of crying. Okay. I do have a question for that because for me personally, I just keep assuming that when we're seeing her cry, that she's probably a little bit more emotionally sensitive of a person, which is fine. But I also keep assuming that we're not seeing, like they're just keep editing for her crying. They're like, let's put her in crying. Let's put her in crying. Show her crying. <laughs> that could be. Because I'm not be. like, it seems like super choppy in some points where I'm like, is this really happening like this? Chelsea also pulled a little bit of a Jeremy where I guess I'm kind of jumping the gun, but later in this episode, when Chelsea's faced with this decision she has to make, she keeps crying and saying, 
it's just so hard. Like, this is just so hard. You don't understand this is so hard. Like, poor me. And I'm like, just rip off the Band-Aid. You got to do it. You got to do it. Like, everybody's here for the same reason. Let's get to it. Come on. Okay, so now that we've gotten past like that, we're moving into my favorite portion of this episode, which is the Jimmy and Jessica, like, final interaction. Yes. Let's start with Jimmy didn't get Jessica again. Boo the man off stage again. Yeah. Uh, Okay, again, maybe he did, and they just edited that part out. But I want to get to this letter because you and I had talked about this previously and Jessica was literally pouring her soul out to this man. Absolutely. His his response, quotation, that's um. And then he just, he blanks, like white screens. And again, like these men with their vocabularies where I'm just like, this is so hard to watch. I don't know what to say. Because I feel so bad for Jessica, but this does not bode well for her future. And at this moment, I'm just like, oh, he's going to dump her for sure. Like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Okay, so he reads her letter and then he, you know, that's, um, is that really Mm -hmm. all you have to say, dude? Like, that's it? This was the moment to finally pull the trigger on being emotional. And he didn't do it. But I don't think he could have handled this in a worse way. This is what gets me about him just as the overall arcing reason why I do not like him. He does this not just with Jessica, but with everybody we've seen him engage with. He sits there and talks about how he wants partners who will lay it out all on the line for him while simultaneously refusing to lay it all out on the line for them. Yeah. When, oh, hold on. When she hit him with, thanks, bud, I was like, R.I.P., Jim. That's that's yeah. that's going to be the nail in the coffin for you. Like, Boo this Hoyt Fortenberry looking ass dude. Right. And then she calls him bud and he continues to dig himself a grave. Let's start by saying, I'm not going to jump the gun and tell any woman I love them. Sir? You are on Love is Blind. This show is about jumping. It's about just like free falling with your feelings. (laughs) And he just, he won't. He won't and he can't articulate anything either. Right. So it's like, why? And he's always like, (laughs) why are you here? Making promises for the future. It's a whole lot of when I love you, I'll do these things. Bro, how about you do these things now and prove it? He's asking these women to go into an engagement with him with completely blind faith that he has access to magically turn on being able to communicate and being able to regulate and express his emotions. And he just does not hold up to this picture that he keeps of himself. I would agree. Yeah, he's a huge disappointment. Absolutely. But her response was... A 10. Yeah, I think this might be the, the quote of the episode. Last week was America's watching, but yeah. This, for me, the quote of the episode was, that's absolute and literal blasphemy, and I don't agree with that. Girl, <laughs> set him ablaze. We will all enjoy it. Yeah. I want to, okay, so we talked about, we talked about the AD clay reveal already was there anything you wanted to add on that when i brought it up you know when we talk about like with the clay and ad reveal the thing that stands Mm -hmm. out most for me is 
yet again, Clay is shocked. He is stunned in his ability to step away from prioritizing physical appearance. Like the man cannot stop talking about it. It's everything he says is like, I mean, I wasn't going to get engaged without seeing you. And then I did it and this and that. But what really stuck out to me in their reveal is that Clay lucked out. He got exactly what he wanted yeah. without having to really been. Yeah, there's at no all. true test of his shallowness in meeting AD. Nope. The other thing that I wanted to say about this situation is that Clay is stunned. I think this is the the moment that we've seen him speak less than he ever has in the season because he just I think he his brain just kind of like melted. Like he saw her and he was just like, I don't even know how to handle this. Because leading up to this, he's been saying like, I never really get the girl that I want. Like I put myself out there, whatever. But like the people that I want aren't available to me. And in this case, he got someone who is kind, generous, just thoughtful and gorgeous. Right. And he's just like, he's, I don't think he's ever like lucked out in this way. And I think it just kind of like broke him in a way where he couldn't like articulate anything except for just being like, wow, wow, look at her, you know, wow, look at you, wow. I, yeah, I agree, but I don't, I feel like it lacked self-awareness on his part to do that. Like she's made it really clear this whole time that she does not want to be evaluated solely based on her looks in fact that's not what she wants involved because you know as we've seen they right. keep joking about how she refused to tell him and right and that's not an excuse and, and it's not an excuse for him right. i just think it's interesting how easy it was to see him put in this new dynamic where all of a sudden it was almost like he couldn't be <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah i feel like it lacks the self-awareness of her saying that and then him keep continuing to make it about that. Yep. Yeah. Like, even though it's his own surprise and his success of being able to step away from it, maybe it's time to, like, let go of that surprise and stop talking yep. about it, like, all the time. Yeah. It's got a one-track mind. Yeah. Did you notice that Jimmy didn't get Chelsea a gift either? Yeah. Yep. He accepted gifts, but he didn't get anybody a gift. Jimmy is... I think the heel of the season, he is my least favorite cast member. I am not a fan at all. We have the moment where we get like the actual breakup between Jimmy and Jessica. And this is where like the quotes are quoting. And I loved this. Like I was cheering at my screen when Jessica said, when you see me, and realize what you missed out on, you are going to choke. You are going to need your EpiPen to open up your airways. And I was like, oh, Jessica is ruthless. She is from the streets. Give it to him. He deserves it. Agreed. And then she sticks a God bless you. I love that part <laughs> where I'm like, truly, Jimmy, <laughs> so God good. bless you. Oh my gosh. I, my favorite thing that she said to him is that if he needs to be coddled, that will never be her. And he needed to hear that because that man needs constant coddling. 
It has got to be about yeah. him, his feelings and his thoughts and his perception and worldview at all times. And that's the only thing that matters to him. Yeah. When we had spoken on the phone, you had brought up a really great point about Jessica's daughter yeah. possibly watching this in the future. No, she set a great example for her daughter of remembering your worth. Yep. I love that. I love it. Yes. I love so do it. I. I mean, Jim, old Jim for me is really the king of diggings at this point. Because <laughs> Jimbo the grave digger. <laughs> also, why does he remind me of Hank Hill? Not sure what. He, why Hank Hill. He's like this weird amalgamation of Hank Hill and Hoyt Fortenberry yes. from True Blood, who is arguably one of the most annoying characters from that show. But if you're a Jimmy fan and you're listening to this right now, I'm not even sorry. No, it's probably not the podcast for you, honestly. No. Well, he just has like... I'm a tall, square-jawed, white guy that the world has just usually, like, everything works for me, so he doesn't have to put effort or words into anything. I don't know. I don't either, but it did give us a lot of buildup leading into the end, the very, very end of episode four and episode five, which I've named Proposal Showdown. Yes, yes. Because, like, we go from, you know... Jimmy tells Chelsea, I love you. She doesn't say it back, which I enjoyed watching that more than I probably should. And then we like go right to the end. We know that it's going to be on Chelsea to decide. So, and she's, you know, at the end of episode four, she's still saying that she's 50-50 on Trevor and Jimmy, which for me was kind of surprising because I would have thought at this point it would not have been 50-50, but, you know. So then we go right into episode five. We're at Proposal Showdown now. And unfortunately for Trevor and probably Chelsea, Jimmy gets to go first. I did not love that for anybody. And all he's doing, surprise, surprise, is listing the things that Chelsea does for him during the proposal. I'm noticing a trend here. So they all get together and groupthink this whole thing. <laughs> I... I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's bad. It's He keeps repeating, I could really care less what you look like. Almost as though he's reminding himself like a mantra. You know what? That is Remember. an... I forgot about that, but that is an excellent point to bring up because it is like a mantra for him. Like if he keeps saying it, everybody's going to believe it. But there's not a single right. part of me that believes that out of him. He's trying to gaslight himself into believing it. I feel like he's trying to gaslight but, her. Oh, yeah. Gaslighting in both directions. <laughs> in every direction. <laughs> the next is Chelsea and Trevor, right? Yeah, right out of an engagement and right into a breakup. Yeah. Look, it takes her forever to rip off the band-aid in between sobbing. And she makes it all about herself. Like, you don't understand how hard this is for me. It's just so hard. You don't understand this place that I've been in. And I found it a bit demeaning, but Trevor is a champ and he takes things really well. It was a really like adult breakup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on his absolutely. Side. I, okay. So you remember when Trevor says, if I'd gone first and just come in here and given you my proposal speech that I have in my head, would that have made a difference? And she didn't have an answer. No answer. No answer. Like I'm gonna take that as a yes. I would. It seemed like Trevor did. I did. I'm sure the rest of the viewers took that as a yes. America. <laughs> 
Did you take that as a yes? I was really like, oh, girl, I hope you didn't make that choice based on chronological. You know what, though? I really believe that Chelsea, this this was a really difficult situation because I feel like she's getting so much validation from Trevor and Jimmy that she's just kind of on cloud nine, this whole experience, right? Yeah. She's got these two guys. Both are really into her. She's really happy. And then when it comes to where she has to make a decision, this whole like, you know, the wall comes crumbling down and she just doesn't know how to cope with it. I almost wonder if it's just whoever proposed first, probably she would have agreed to because as we've seen, like validation works well. Right. In this case. And she's not good at saying no and letting one of these men down instead of you know responding when they say i love you she kind of just like changes the subject right and didn't she say that like a rule that she had set for herself is that she wasn't gonna say i love you until somebody proposed which i mean made that all personally i feel like you should say yeah i feel like you should say it when you feel it i agree not like make a weird (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of like a weird thing to micromanage like that. Right, right, right. And, you know, it was kind of shocking for me that Chelsea and Trevor's breakup had more genuine vulnerability than Jimmy and Chelsea's proposal. You're right. I mean, maybe that's just because Trevor was there. It probably was, especially like, oh, my God, the way that that scene ended with Trevor talking about how he, like, tapped the bracelet like a hundred times today. I was like, oh, no. That was brutal. You know, it would be the best twist is that Trevor and Jessica end up together. My mind had a different ideal twist. And my ideal Mm, twist is when we get to the full cast mixer, which girl I cannot wait for. Like, I wish I could just skip ahead to that right now. Like, the rest of it seems inconsequential to that at this point in the game. But my hope is that Trevor becomes Mr. Steal Your Girl. Like, I hope he steals Chelsea back. Because I cannot imagine after what we see in episode six that it should be that hard to do. For one, I would love to see like how how badly that upsets Jimmy. But on the other hand, I don't think she deserves Trevor. Chelsea deserves Trevor. Mm, that's a really good point. But would it make for great television? It would make Absolutely. me extremely happy <laughs> to see Jim get demoted. Yep. All right. So we've got, you know, that big triangle out of the way. And now we're moving on to like the Sarah Ann, Jeremy, Laura triangle. And by this point, honestly, there's been so much drama. I had forgotten this was still a Right. My notes are so bare bones for this part. It's it just really like is. And Sarah Ann, he picks Laura. Yeah. His breakup with Sarah felt kind of like an exit interview, which was fine. <laughs> it did. It did. I'll be honest with you, though. Like, the way that Jeremy broke up with her, I was like, okay, you can tell that he's being really honest. Because at one point, he was like, there's not really any specific one thing. Like, yeah. I don't think poorly of you. It's nothing like that. And you could tell that Sarah Ann was upset, rightfully so. And then we just kind of move on really quickly. Him and Laura get engaged. There's nothing like particularly memorable about it for me. It's just like, okay, another proposal. And that puts us at five. Right, right. And then we have like the final reveals for episode five. So Chelsea and Jimmy, 
reveal. Did Hank Hill actually confuse Chelsea and Jessica's name? Like, get it together, <laughs> the... dude. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, when he's doing the sidebar moment. Yeah. Yes. How did you think, just based off of the Jimmy and Chelsea reveal, what do you think he was thinking? Do you think that he was into her or... Well, I mean, he did bring up Megan Fox, so I would say that that thought never left his mind. <laughs> he's just, he's was fucking planted. exasperating, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Do you think he's totally unaware of how he says things? I think that he's probably just gotten away with it his whole life. Like, probably. So he, he sees nothing wrong with it. I would. I, okay. So like my biggest takeaway from their reveal is I'd be so put off. Everything he does, I'd be like gross Ick. i would just be so put off i'd just be like i think i want to go home like pack it up don't tell him i'd rather him find out in the harshest way possible not a fan yeah and then we have the laura jeremy reveal which it's whatever yeah i i have nothing honestly i mean the next big thing that happens it's like and we're on the vacation honeymoon yeah that's basically where we go we like see the jimmy chelsea and the laura jeremy reveal and then we're basically in the dominican republic right then and there and there's like some cutesy stuff right. that happens like i do like how we're starting to see the couples like in the Dominican Republic and kind of seeing how they vibe together. Uh, the only real right. takeaway I have from the end of episode five is I do like how Kenneth is trying to start traditions right now and that him and Brittany are like overwhelmingly heartwarming at this point. Ag agreed. Agreed. Quick sidebar. Okay. Uh, we're, we're in the Dominican Republic. For some reason, Jimmy just keeps talking about Jessica. True. Which, okay. True. Uh, Laura and Jeremy, it seems like Jeremy is all in. He's got everything that he wants in Laura, and he's just acting a fool in the pool and, like, goofy and dorky. Jeremy just reminds me of, like, everyone in middle management that's, like, a millennial, like, chill, but, like, nerdy. <laughs> he does come across <laughs> as such a, like, stereotypical millennial. <laughs> Right. I mean, and as a millennial, okay, that's fine. I love that for him. <laughs> like, I'm cool and funny, but, like, also, like, a square. Like, in a nerdy way. Yeah. Like, nerdy and dearing, I, I guess, but. I have such mixed feelings about him. I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I'm like, not. I would tolerate yeah. him, but I would never want to date someone like him. I'm not a big fan of him, but I do give him credit about how he communicates because everything that we've seen thus far, he is actually a pretty skilled communicator. I don't know. Like, don't and when know. I say that, I mean that he concisely gets his feelings across. Like, you don't see him beating around the bush yeah. as much to say what he needs to say. And he always seems to say things like when he's being serious, because he's one of those people who, like, obviously he's got to be being serious. But when he's being serious about something, he's like, he well informs the person. It's all concise. And he, he's not, he doesn't seem to be mean about it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, and he that considers way, their feelings. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, he reminds me of like middle management for any job where he's like, I know, like, I'm, I'm the manager. You got to do this. And this is how we got to get it done. You're doing great. Like, he's not this like emotional big talker but he's pleasant straight to the point not really you know 
Yeah. Yeah. He is. He's effective. He's a very effective. effective okay. Yeah. Speaker. That's how I, that's a much better way to define it is he's a very effective. Yeah. Yeah. You know who communicates like a crazy person though? <laughs> who? Clay. Because when oh we get God. to episode six, this is where Clay falls off the cliff for me. The way that he is speaking to AD about her body is insane. Like, I, what I, do you it mean? It made me angry. Me too. Like, he's sitting there going hard in on her about how if she gets out of shape, don't worry. He'll remind her. And the way that he tells her will definitely drive her to go to the gym. She won't have to worry about it. Bro, what are you talking about? Did you just gleefully outline how abusive you will be to your fiancé about her body? And uh, look. Are you serious right now, my dude? He said, I wouldn't even let you get out of shape. And AD says, I don't think that's nice. And then after she says that, she laughs. And he says, I need to be challenged. I'm fucked up a little bit. Um, and then AD starts talking about her time in therapy. And she says she went because she was in a weird dating loop and didn't know why the same thing kept happening over and over. Good for her. And this whole interaction makes me understand why that this weird dating loop is happening. And the same thing is happening over and over to her because She's letting men like this talk to her in this way and laughing it off. And this is, you know, this is, I'm not trying to be mean about her because Clay's the one who fucked up. Clay's the one who is absolutely 100% in the wrong in this situation. But if I could like see AD and talk to AD, I would be like, girl, you are a 10. You've got it all. You are the personality. Like she's classy. She is just, she's cool. And Clay oh, is yeah. just like he should he's be groveling not on the same level as her. Exactly, he should exactly. be begging her to give him the time of day. Like she, like you right. said, like she's got all these wonderful aspects of her personality. She's been to therapy. She's doing the work. She has a whole life of her own going on. And all he can see her for is the things that she will do for him. And I, I'm, I'm over it for her at this point the yeah. way he spoke to her about keeping her body in shape even if she has children your body changes after you have children it's 2024 everybody knows that right and what's gonna happen say they end up married they're together for a long time she's not going to be a cheerleader forever you know no she and could she's... be a mother she and everyone ages like no one is going to look the same as they are like as they are now when they're 60 clay is putting all of the physical first what what she looks like first and what type of partner is he going to be when she i don't know one day decides i don't want to be a cheerleader or what is he going to be like to her when i don't know they're in retirement you know like is he going to be a good person is he going to feel the same way about her? You know, he could. Her looks change? He could. Maybe he does the work and he becomes the partner that she needs. But with her being somebody who's already doing the work, who has already done a lot of work, I don't love it for her to wait this out to see if he can do the work. 
Right. It's not fair to her. I Yeah, it's I not. just don't feel like it's fair to her. And like I said, he went off the... I, I, I don't know if I could come back, like, from the way he spoke to her and how I perceive him because of that. Right. And I don't know. I might possibly be harder on Clay because I like AD so much. And that's true, too. It's same, and I when know. I say I'm that, just... I mean, like, same for me. I do like AD a lot. I, but it's yeah. it's reprehensible. You don't say stuff like that. Agreed. I mean, especially not to somebody it, that you love. Like, if you love somebody, why do you still have these unhealthy aspects like of accomplishment that you're holding? Right. Right. But then we get to our cast mixer. Finally. I mean, granted, Finally. it's not the mixer we want to see, but it's a mixer. It is a mixer. My first observation is actually the first time that I get to talk about Amy since last week. I forgot and... about Johnny and Amy. Oh, no. I forgot because yeah. they weren't in the episodes up until this point because they got engaged really early. Right? So at the mixer, the girls have all gotten together and they're talking about sex and like how far each couple has gone with their respective partners and Amy politely excuses herself and walks away and it was so classy. I loved that for her because I didn't want to be in that conversation. I thought that conversation was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was hilarious, but I think for me, I was picturing what it would be like if I were there and that topic came up knowing like the world is going to be watching it where I'd be like, "Nah, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm good." The men's chat was so much more PG than the women's chat was. It was. These women are feral. <laughs> but don't worry. <laughs> then we've got Jimmy making comments about AD's body to Chelsea and Chelsea responds to this by publicly announcing it. And to me, it didn't feel like a compliment for AD personally. I know that she took it like and was very, you know, chill about it. She made it into like a little jokey thing. But personally, I think Chelsea needs to check her insecurities before she projects them onto another woman who is just an innocent bystander. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy says that woman is absolutely stacked. And then instead of Chelsea just leaving it there, yeah, obviously, disgusting. Chelsea says, hey, AD, how do you get your butt like that? Which, girl, where? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to breeze on by that. I don't even know what to say. There's a moment where after this happens, Jimmy walks up to AD and he grabs her hand and she kind of like turns, like twists to walk away, but he doesn't let go of her hand. He traps her. And when he kind of is like, oh, you know, like, haha, like, sorry, sorry. I don't even remember exactly what he says. This broke me. Like, it broke my heart. AD says, it's okay. I'm used to it. And I'm like, damn she probably is yeah i'm this sure is why she she's is. on the show she's trying to get away from it and like here she is walking into this experiment and it's just like she can't get away from it right no matter what no and then like i shouldn't be laughing about this but the scenes where ad and jimmy are talking and chelsea's kind of like standing at the bar ordering drinks like the look on her face I was just like, oh, man, like, this is going to hell, like, all at once right now. 
Yeah, it was a mess. It was the messiest of messes. I did notice something also that I think speaks volumes about Jimmy is while it keeps cutting back and forth between Chelsea and then Jimmy and AD, Jimmy kind of segues and to be like, oh man, like Clay, like Clay, you know, he holds his hand up over his head and he's like, my opinion of Clay is right here. And once again, Jimmy cannot sidestep from the physical and from the looks because he says when he's talking about Clay, he's like, he's just so damn good looking. Like he can't help but bring looks into, into everything. everything it's fanboying while for clay. also saying yeah but while also saying like looks don't matter looks don't matter like he is he's full of shit transparently yeah full of shit <laughs> he's full of shit you know this mixer was kind of wild for ad from what we all saw because i'd like to segue over to what the fuck is wrong with laura i don't know. I don't know. This Could you imagine being the kind of person who would tell your partner to go and do something that would be considered assault on another woman? And then when everybody tries to speak with you about how problematic that is, you're like, God, why can't anybody take a joke? Her Laura's deflection of asking Jeremy to do that bean dip titty slap on AD, insane. Her even asking him that was insane. And quite frankly, like, I'm kind of glad Jeremy called her out on it. Yeah, I think the writing is on the wall for Jeremy and Laura at this point. I don't know if they can become... I, uh, for one, I'm not rooting for them. No. I don't I don't think it's a good pairing. I don't really like Laura. I don't after like her this at all. Instance. And this is not the first instance for me. Right. And I think this whole this whole episode, all it is has been about AD's looks from Clay to Chelsea to Jimmy and now to Laura. Like I f- legitimately feel sorry for her that this keeps coming up in such a weird way and it's gross. I am not it's here gross. for how the other women keep like including AD in their bullshit. Like Chelsea's Agreed. including her in her own bullshit. Laura is absolutely doing that. And Laura will include anybody in her bullshit. Like, do you remember back when Jessica was on the couch crying and then Chelsea came in and Laura rushed right over to Chelsea and found out what happened on the date and then comes back over to Jessica and is all like, you're not, that's not your man, blah, blah, blah. You need to leave. Instead of just telling her while she's begging you to tell her, you keep being weird and like cloak and dagger and being like you just need to trust me why why does it have to be about her trusting you this woman barely knows you right and then this and the way that laura acts so obscenely ignorant when she should just apologize sincerely it really feels like everyone is like weirdly like fetishizing 80s body absolutely and it's disappointing this mixer though went all the way to hell so fast i think Amy and Johnny are the only two that like there was no odd moments or like questionable moments I think and they're also getting the least screen time right exactly I think Kenneth and AD had a good conversation but I think that's going to raise like some big questions for the episodes down the road absolutely and I I think that it was a conversation that I'm glad that they had because I think it's like some points AD brought up some really good points 
And, you know, I think that they had like a really fruitful conversation between them where they were able to talk about things that are very specific to their experience. Right. But I do think that that definitely planted a Kenneth's mind like, oh, shit, we're about ready to have some really tough conversations. Right. And I hope that they overcome it. I hope that they're both. Well, I guess I hope Brittany is ready to navigate those types of conversations and do what she needs to do to make things work. Absolutely. And I hope that she's open to like hearing how Kenneth would need support. And then we come back to my least favorite person ever, unless you have anything else to say about the man. I'm good. So like where we close out this block of episodes, we're like, you know, we're coming into the end of episode six is we've got Chelsea and Jimmy and this, I I wasn't necessarily surprised that Jimmy acted like a total ass here, but it's just like, I'm not sure how much of Chelsea's going to need to see him acting like an ass before she understands that, you know, sometimes when people show you themselves, you need to just believe. Right, right. And he never apologizes. He say he says stuff like, I'm sorry you felt that way. He also said no accountability. I, I get if it hurt. This man this man needs to go nothing. So like that final conversation that they have, I think it's in their bathroom, right? He just yeah. will not listen to her. She is explicitly explaining to him in multiple different ways about how his behavior was hurtful to her. And instead of like, I don't know, taking any accountability or doing any sort of meaningful listening, he just makes it about himself, about how it's not fair to him. I think that all he wants is an emotional support wife who lives to fulfill his needs. Yeah, did you notice during the mixer where Jimmy sits down with, I believe it is... The girls, right? Like the other women. Laura, Amy, and Chelsea. Yeah. And he literally interrupts Chelsea while she's talking, then goes to ask a question. And as he asks the question to the group, he shuts down Chelsea and tells her, you don't, not you, this question is not for you. You don't answer. Like he cuts her off and then basically tells her you're not allowed to talk. It was wild. I agree. It was wild. It was real wild. And she's sitting there like, she looks like she's ready to cry. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you what, here's where there was a point at the end of episode six where I was like, okay, I don't know if Chelsea's gonna come back from this or if she's gonna surface into reality like they're going around and around and he loves to say I just thought it was a given which means he didn't listen to Jessica either when she explicitly told him that's not how it works if you have feelings you need Mm -hmm. to talk about them they are not just a given so again he's not listening and he's making her coddle him when it's his behavior that's hurtful oh yeah what did he say at one point he goes her feelings are hurt and then he responds with I'll take a step back. How absurd do you need to be? Jimmy is public enemy number one. Absolutely. Like, I really think a lot of this is intentional on his part. And it really comes across to me like he is intentionally trying to manipulate her into constantly coddling him and prioritizing him. And that her feelings, her thoughts, her perspectives are never going to take priority with him. Well, let's see what happens because the first time that she stands up to him, let's see how that goes. Yeah. Will he overreact and run away? Yeah. Or will he say, I think you're treating me unfairly? Because that's like his go-to. Need a bingo card. Oh, we do. Jimmy bingo. But yeah, I, I don't have any more in my notes. I feel like we have very thoroughly gone through this 
grouping absolutely of episodes was there anything else you wanted to add uh the only thing i would add is that i am dying to get to the full cast mix. i am dying yes i cannot wait yes the previews for the rest of the season make it look so saucy I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. That wraps it up. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to our second episode of Love is Blind, the unofficial podcast. Make sure you rate us. That would be really, really great. If you like what we're saying, if we, if you like what we're doing, leave us a comment. Let us know. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Who's your public enemy number one of the episode? And we'll see you back next time.